Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. It's the 5 o'clock fire. Brought to you by Regions Bank. Ah, it is 5 o'clock. Congratulations. Hopefully you're off work. Luckily for you, old Dirty Show and T-Mill have the latest. And it's been a big day, and here is the latest. And guys, this one, man, I don't I don't even know if it deserves the end-of-the-road music quite yet. But this is this is becoming sad for me. Uh, and I don't even, like, many of you may think differently. I don't even like reading this. Um, but Marlins continue to talk to free agent first baseman Yuli Gurriel. Sources tell The Athletic, likely it would be a minor league deal if completed. I don't want to see Yuli in the minor leagues. I don't want to go in and just say, hey, kids, you guys want to take a night out? Let's go watch uh, the Space Cowboys go up to Sugarland." And then, bam, Yuli's out here mm. in AAA playing first base. That'd be really painful for me. <clears throat> I don't want to see that. Like, listen, man, just I, I think he should shut it down. I understand the dream of it. You you love playing. You don't, you've said it before. You, you'd like to make the decision when you stop playing. But you're 39. You don't need to be riding. What, don't they, like, ride buses? The minor league, the minor league lifestyle is a little, is a lot different from what he's been accustomed to accustomed to the last several years. I, I, you know, I wonder if guys like Yuli can can purchase their own. I mean, I imagine the money Yuli's made. Oh, he's he, got, he, oh, I he mean, got it. I mean, at least he can fly. I mean, he, he, he's he a can, team guy. He's a chemistry guy, so he'll stay on the. Nah, nah. I don't think he, he's uh, real interested in the chemistry of a, a minor league team. I would imagine he'd hop a, a, a get a little first-class flight to wherever they're, they're playing that, that, uh, that, that week. Man, I just, that'd be a tough bus this ride. This is terrible, man. Don't like you don't want to see him playing, do you? Triple A? No, I don't. he's got to shut it no. down, doesn't he? I can't believe that's where we're at with him. Being completely honest, really, you're, yeah. you're surprised by that? Hell yes, I am. You kidding me? Yeah. I, you know what? I, I'll say. I mean, he was the batting champ like not long ago. Yeah, I'm not saying me? he was he wasn't awful last year, but yeah, it, it was then, no. It's a it's a tur- it, yeah, come at you. Yeah, two years ago he was the batting champ. Then last year happened. But then I will say, I am surprised coming off of what he did in the postseason that he hasn't been able. And now both the National and American League have DHs. I am a little surprised that he hasn't found a role as a DH or Bro, a there, first base. There are some I don't know awful, what the Kansas City Royals are doing there right are now. There are some to be awful baseball teams out there. I mean, I, I've, I've, I've gone to a handful of Astros games and looked up there at the scoreboard and, and realized the opponent has one guy that that would crack the, the top seven batting averages the Astros have in their lineup. Yeah. And Yuli Gurriel can't get in a lineup somewhere? Come on, man. Yeah, no, I, 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 yeah I'm, I'm surprised he's there. I mean, oh, yeah. I, 39, I, I get it. Struggled last year, I get it. I mean, I... At, but, yeah, at what his ooh. postseason was, you would think someone would throw a dart at maybe like good clubhouse guy like you know everything that you would like good guy that you would think to mentor yeah guys and he had and he could the best he can find right now like I knew that I knew the utility thing that that probably wasn't going to work but DH or first base somewhere to play those those two I do think Clint you've said this I don't know if the Astros are going to do it but I do think somebody gives him a look as you get closer to the postseason, God, I would but hope I, so. But I, but I think he probably has to be playing in somebody's AAA for that to happen. It, it, it appears that's all he is. He is being offered. That is that is wild, wild to me. Damn, Yuli, man, I I don't want that for you, man. I, I'd rather you go on and 
just start living your life. As, as you said about Carson Wentz, man, just start getting that second <laughs> career going, man. Let's get that second career going. Five o'clock fire. All right, uh, some news on two major guys that are actually playing for the Astros this year. Uh, Jordan Alvarez uh, said he... <laughs> Tyler, I can't read it. You read it. I, I can't. Reports are... <laughs> I can't do it. Though. All right. <laughs> Jordan Alvarez, Astros big man, slugger, says he uh, hopes to be swinging a bat next week. Now, if you'll remember, we were once told it'd be a couple of days, but 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 it's coming. Hey, it we're, is we're, coming. We're look, so next week... So we're next week at, now is the deadline. That's it? That'd be a, that'd be a three-week soreness. Can they stop giving deadlines? Can they stop giving days? I want to hear from Jordan. Apparently, this through a translator, Jordan said, because once again, like you got, like with with them, you got to read every one of the words. Jordan Alvarez said, "Here's he here's the key word: hopes, hopes." So that is that that that's not him, not him telling you definitively, like, yeah, man, I'm I'm ready, man, I'm gonna swing, because because I don't like once again, I asked this question yesterday, last damn Thursday. He was pain-free. And now we've reached today, which is Tuesday. And now a man who is pain-free, who is supposed to get started playing in games midway through the All-Star break. I mean, through the uh, through spring training. Next week's going to be March 13th on Monday. He hopes to be swinging a bat by then. That's a bad situation. But nothing to see here. I'm, I'm, hey, look, what, what do I keep telling you? Jordan told, uh, told oh, uh, what's his name? I forgot. Didn't he say what, it would be a lingering thing this year? He said, I, look, I, he rattled on, rattled on. He, he he ended his statement with, this won't be something that will impact the season. Opening day. Well. I'm leaning on Jordan. Jordan speaks <laughs> the truth, man. I believe him. So what, what happens when he doesn't swing the bet next week? Like, what is the next thing? It is what, what it is. is. How did, and they keep coming back with more. Another another update on another guy who hasn't touched the field since spring training. Lance McCullers Jr. Have you seen him yet here today? Still not throwing, according to Dusty Baker. Once again, here they go with dates. Himself, Lance said, three weeks ago, that he should be playing catch, hopefully, in two weeks. It's three weeks since the injury, and he is still not throwing yet. Okay, man. This is the one that concerns me. God, man, this is this this is the one that from jump. I, I just and I, I I've tried to talk myself out of it between you and Sean Pendergast and Seth Payne and everybody. I kind of just writing Lance off. Nah, man, no Verlander. Um, I, I don't I don't have I don't believe that Jose Urquidy and Luis Garcia and Hunter Brown are going to pull the Christian Javier of last year. I, I th- this is one that man you th- this team in order in order to could. Even with Lance, you look at it and you go, they're going to have a hell of a time being as good and dominant as they were last year. So it's, I, I think I think that's a little unfair to expect that. Now Lance bounces, or Lance has this elbow injury. I mean, it is really unfair to expect them to even remotely come close to to the, the kind of performance night in, night out that we yeah, saw last from the year. Staff. Mixes yeah. all Yeah, nurse. man, I, I, so I, I just, this whole Lance McCullers thing is what, I think this is the first year where, like this organization is depending on Lance. Yeah. I mean, there's no Verlander, there's no Cole, there's no Grinky, there you know, there's there's Fromber and then the rest of them. It's so these two guys, when you look at the team, 
they they by far have struggled with injuries the most. Lance and 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 Jordan Alvarez. Yep. And every time it seems like these guys make some sort of a deadline, that these these puppies keep getting pushed back repeatedly, and and the Jordan's getting pushed back by the week. So that's the, the latest. Lance McCullers hasn't started throwing yet, uh, so the play and catch thing we're behind, and Jordan Alvarez hopes to start swinging a bat next week. I'm hoping that he is there by opening day because, damn it, they need him. It is what it is. Five o'clock fire. All right, um, this is the latest deal. We talked about uh, the Lamar Jackson deal, but uh, Daniel Jones, at the last second, the Giants actually took took uh, took care of or at least handled things with their two best players. They used the franchise tag on Saquon Barkley, and he's going to be getting just over $10 million uh, a year. And Daniel Jones, at the last second, they were able to reach a four-year, $160 million deal. But this is Ian Rappaport, and listen closely to this breakdown, which uh, it feels like the Giants were really, really aggressive with this deal. For the New York Giants, Daniel Jones, it is a four-year deal worth $160 million, around what Dak Prescott got a couple years ago, there, but there's $35 million more available in upside. So essentially what the New York Giants did was protect themselves, right? Daniel Jones gets a big-time payday, a real legitimate franchise quarterback payday and $40 million, and the Giants avoid franchise tagging him. What that means is if he got the tag, let's say Jones goes out with some real weapons, goes out and kills it for the Giants, and they would have to pay him even more the next year they protect themselves on that make their cap situation a little easier too if they tag him that all hits their cap at once they do a long-term deal it allows them some room to get this guy some pieces which is certainly something you know they would like to do meanwhile they also keep star running back saquon barkley tom he gets the franchise tag due uh, as well keeping one of the best runners in the nfl off the market so it's a it's a four-year 160 million dollar deal with 35 million more in incentives we don't know what those incentives are 95, as he said, virtually guaranteed at signing. So this is a $40 million a year quarterback with Daniel Jones. And my thing, Clint, that keeps coming to my mind is, like, who who else on the open market? It is hard for me to believe that somebody else would have paid Daniel Jones this. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm completely off. Maybe I'm wrong on this. But it is hard for me to believe that somebody would have paid him $40 million per year and done a deal like this. And to the point that you've been making, I, I feel like these contracts may slow down with some of these teams. I just don't understand this one. It's like they were bidding against themselves. Like I don't, I don't know what made them step out to forty per. Like I, there was nothing set. Geno got Geno Smith signed yesterday for three years and a little over a hundred, and then yesterday also Daniel or uh, Derek Carr signed uh, for a hundred, a uh, hundred and sixty something. But ended up being thirty-seven a year. I just I don't understand how they came to the point of Daniel Jones forty a year. That 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 part when when I look at this is really 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 strange to me. Yeah, I mean I I, I don't know. I, 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 there's I'm sure there's there's obviously as we've said in the past, timing is everything. Where the market's at means a, a, a ton. Um, Clearly, they they think um, and they know more about Daniel and expect more out of Daniel and think more highly of Daniel Jones than than those of us that have just seen the game film. Um, you know, I, I th- how to, much room you think there is 
for Daniel to take a, a, a major step from what you've seen here? Oh, I, I think there's a ton of room for him to take a major step, but it's it's more about them giving him a couple of legit targets. Um, I mean, right now, far and away, uh, you know, their their best offense is Saquon Barkley, and then and then Daniel Jones' ability to kind of you know make yeah. some plays with his legs I think outside they lost of Slayton scheme. Too, didn't they? They yeah. lost Slayton. Galladay wasn't worth the damn. Kadarius Tony was a first round draft pick that they. They shipped out to Kansas City, and so yeah, man. I mean, they 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 got to give the kids some weapons, and and you put some weapons around him, and and then we'll, I think we'll get a better gauge of, of who he is and 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 what he's capable of doing. I don't know why or how, but they they seem to be pretty convinced that um, that that he is a a franchise guy, forty million per. I, I thought when the one forty. I thought when the four years one sixty mil was was announced, you thought that, them incentives had something to be had to be a part yeah, of. Yeah, I thought them thirty five mil in, incentives were inside that one sixty, and it's not. It's on top of that one sixty, and Woo! so love that money. That's um, that, that's a that's a big number. So we'll we'll see. Yeah, that's uh, that's nearly two hundred million dollars is what that the what that contract come out. I would imagine though, Clint, with those incentives, if he were to reach those incentives, I'm thinking some of those probably are attached with big. Big team success, probably like getting to a Super Bowl and something like that. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm I'm very interested in that. I, look, I don't with these incentives being on top of the 160. Hell, I, they don't tell them what it is. Um, <laughs> but but at the end of the day, you know, you got to think if this thing gets above 40 million per year over the next four years, <laughs> that that means that he's taking this team to the next level and he's earning every penny of yeah. it. It blows away. We got to give you 40 a year, and we go. You had sent it to get to 35 million, yep. too. 15 touchdowns, five picks. Five o'clock fire. All right, Clint. Uh, Quinny Oars, Archie Manning, or Arch Manning. I don't mean to call that man his, his grandfather. Arch Manning, they're in competition uh, for that quarterback spot in Texas. So it looks like it looks like Quinn didn't do enough to go ahead and secure that job, and, and he's going to go up against Arch. I, I, I need to watch some of Arch a little bit because – some of the things that I've heard is a lot of it a lot of it is his name. This is not yep. some sort of like can't miss crazy prospect like Bryce Young really? was coming out. Like a, a, a lot of what I hear and, I, and I'm just saying secondhand from people that that know the game and that, that I that I would trust. Um I so, heard Arch walks on water. Yeah. Now he now his ability to bring other people with him uh is has been a huge help. For the University of Texas and and everything that's brought to the program, but uh, this will be interesting to see what he actually turns out to be. Oh, it'll be very interesting. I mean, look, Quinn was Quinn. I mean, both of these guys are two of the highest rated passers, uh, our quarterbacks, it, just in from a recruiting perspective. Um, generally speaking, taking University of Texas out of the mix. I mean, so there's some big time lofty expectations on both of these guys. I don't know that either one of them are going to live up to it, if we're being completely honest. But you know, the, the interesting thing here is is Steve Sarkeesian, how he handles it's going to be key. He's already making some comments, which which I, I don't necessarily dislike the comments. I just don't understand why, you know, from a, a head coach's perspective, why you don't just hey, it's it's a competition. It's a, the job's open and it's competition. We'll see what happens. You know, he goes into depth talking about you know Quinn got a head start because he played last year, but I don't want to rob Arch Manning of the opportunity. I don't want to hold him back from you know. Come on, man! Just let him go out there and compete, and let's see what happens. Um, it'll be interesting to see how Steve Sarkeesian handles Arch Manning, that name, being the recruit after Quinn Ewers goes to Ohio State and then transfers in, showed some promise before getting hurt against Bama. Um, it, it will be very interesting to see how Steve Sarkeesian handles this situation. 
D'Amico Ryans has had a lot of big moments since he has uh, been announced the head coach. Tomorrow, 10 o'clock, is another huge day for the head coach, D'Amico Ryans. We'll tell you what that means coming up next. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Uh, tomorrow's a big day for D'Amico Ryans. First, I do want to address a text uh, from the trailer will and frame text line. Yuli played in Cuba, Cuba for years. I'm sure he can handle some AAA preparation. Our guy Splitty. Love Splitty. Good dude. Let me tell you something, Splitty. As we've had conversations on this on this air, and you too. I used to drink the hell out of well, well liquor. Tucky Tavern whiskey, I could tear down. Skull vodka. I could tear that down. I mean, the worst, the worst of tequila. I mean, I, there were many a times where I went just ordered. Give me well. Then, start drinking some better stuff. I'll tell you right now, I can't go and order no well. I can't go. You don't, don't want care. any vodka? I don't care. I don't care how long it's been. I don't care if I if I done it. Yeah, I did that before. Let me get a little of that kettle one. Let me get a little of that goose. Let me get a little of that uh, that, that good stuff. The guy is drunk. No, I ain't going back to no well. I'm, I'm going to tell you, I left that drinking well liquor in Arkansas when I graduated college. I, I, at, first, uh, at, at first time I picked up that NFL paycheck, we, we was drinking Grey Goose. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that when, right was hey, that was when I hey, – What's it, a bad tequila? What's a re, what's, what's a well tequila? I never drink. Oh, I mean, I, I don't even I know. know. You know. Salsa, maybe? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I wasn't drinking tequila then, so I, I, I wouldn't – But now that's your drink. You ain't no. going drinking no well. I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm a grown-ass man show i'm a grown-ass man i drink cold coors light and i drink tequila i mean I, things have changed a bit you know right. what i mean bro but, but, but ain't nothing. I, I was drinking goose and red bull boy I, I drink enough red bull to fly up out of that building with them commercial i can't tell you how many buildings i flew up out of in dallas on the, in the streets boy 2 a.m yeah. where'd clint go hell he just jumped off the balcony he's gone. but you ain't going you ain't going back no 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 let ain't, it, no, ain't you, no chance in hell when did you get here 2016 2017 something like that man hell no he didn't you know what it's like to travel. I, I mean, I you. I wonder what it was like for you to travel with the Cowboys, and then how different it was. With, did you play for the Nashville Cats? Hey, why you bull jobbing? It was money, man. Hey, <laughs> oh, I know it's money. We, I'm just talking about the travel was no, different. No, no, yeah, oh, it was different, no question. <laughs> like, but it was it was commercial. So you just think about like folks didn't know. I mean, we we rolled through the airport, you know, forty dudes all geared up. You know what I mean? And everybody's like, yeah, this right here. Get on a commercial flight with just whoever, sit with with just whoever. I mean, you shoot, yeah, it was live. Now it was it was it was money. I'm just saying. but but yeah, you're right. Like I mean, you're basically fly, flying private when you with the Cowboys, and then all of a sudden you turn around and, and you just you back here in coach now. <laughs> when you get a chance to party, party. You got a, you got a better chance to be on Spirit than you do uh, flying <laughs> flying first class. I'm just saying, like, listen, I'm sure if, if the dream is there, he he will do it. But let's not just act like, oh yeah, man, he 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 played in Cuba after now what seven eight years of this, and well, he ready gotta, to float back you, to you AAA and ride the buses. I mean, look, it, it, dream hell. Like he's he's playing just for the love of the game at this point in time, and part of the love of the game is the luxury that comes with with being in the big leagues. Like once you once you taste that, as you just said, once you you live your dream, you accomplish your dream, you you get to a certain point established enough you got enough bread in your pocket like i'm not going backwards and and and, and riding a bus 
from Houston to Oklahoma City. Or if but, I do, it ain't just like, oh, I've done this before. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I don't. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you're right, Doc. Taking that, taking that, taking that bus from Oklahoma City down to Sugarland, from Sugarland to Reno. Like, come oh, on, man, nah, man. We'll see what happens. Now we can talk about that Sprinter van, though. That, that that'd be, van. <laughs> how live would that be? I mean, you, you know, you get you get see, a couple, he, couple of your boys to travel with you, man. We got the, we got a driver in a Sprinter van, and uh, we just ease from city to city, yeah. playing playing a baseball game every now and then. See, now, now It'd be he, fun for about a month. If he did, yeah, if he did play AAA here in Sugarland, I, I feel like the Astros probably would potentially take care of him like that. Maybe maybe let him have different. Accommodations, then, hey man, why don't you ride this bus like everybody? Just, just ride this, this bus. Maybe, but like you said, maybe well, for about a month. I'm gonna be honest Jim with you. Like, nah, I, I've gonna... never been there, obviously, but I, I don't believe that any, any whoever signs Yuli Gurriel, I don't believe that they're gonna be the, the coach is gonna be putting their foot down and making him ride the old yellow dog. <laughs> I, I, I believe, I believe that he's gonna he's gonna get to the destination, however in the hell he wants to get to that destination. Oh God, yeah, I, I would I would do the sprinter. You do the sprinter. That's oh, you kidding me with them yeah, big with them big with them big plush seats? Yeah, clean. Come on, month. man, we can play cards all the way down there. <laughs> yeah, about a month. Come on, man. That's it. That's just a just a good month. All right, man. Tomorrow, right here on Sports Radio six ten, ten o'clock. Uh, you can hear right here on uh, on in the loop. They'll have it as uh, Bobby Slowick, Matt Burke. They will officially be introduced in their press conference tomorrow, and then we'll get to hear from them. For the first time, and let's just not play around with it, Clint. Bobby Sloak is the guy that you want to hear from. And to me, I think this is a huge day for not just Bobby Sloak. I think it's a big day for D'Amico, for us for the first time to hear him, to kind of to kind of understand, all right, this is why I wanted this guy to run my whole offense. That's got to come through. Yeah, I mean, I here's the deal is, is you know, we've seen – Yes, men here in Houston for a long time, particularly on the offensive side of the football with Bill O'Brien. Um, we've heard from those guys. They, they just they're, they're just parrots of 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 Bill Belichick ultimately, but Bill O'Brien and and everybody else that they've they've learned under. Um, I I just I, I don't know that that's going to wear well around here if if that's who Bobby Slowick is. When it's all said and done, you know. I just want to be – I want to understand. I don't need to be – I almost said convinced. I don't need to be convinced. I want to understand, and I would always say is I don't necessarily have to agree, but but I, I, I'd i like to make sense of the madness, right? Like the method to the madness, I just need to see it. Um, you, you go out and you hire guys, an offensive coordinator that's never called plays, it's never built an offense, it's never coached a quarterback, that's never managed a game, that's never – none of that stuff on the offensive side of the football. And – um, while I while I understand that that's happened before, there's been some really good coaches that have that have came up that way. Um, it, it's it's madness, relatively speaking. I, I need to see the method to the madness. I would like to see a guy that is is dynamic, like a dynamic personality, um, not somebody up there that's parroting the last coach that he that he coached under, um, but somebody that's comfortable on the stage, that's comfortable talking about his offense, comfortable talking about his plan, comfortable in his own skin. A, a, a guy that um, th- there's an energy there. Um, we've all seen it before. I mean, at, at the end of the day, I want to see that about Bobby Slowick. I, 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 that would be refreshing. I'd like to hear about the identity of his offense. What mm-hmm. is it? What, what is what is your plan offensively? Uh, I don't need you to go in depth. I don't expect you to go in depth, but but have a really good understanding and be convincing of what the identity is of your offense. 
I would like to hear Bobby Slowick any any insight. Again, I don't need a whole lot of depth, but but the quarterback position. I don't even need you to mention names, but what do you expect out of that guy? As a fan base, what can we expect from from? Uh, and we may have heard it before. We're going to sign a free agent. We're going to draft a guy. We're really digging through the draft tape. This that whatever it may be. Just uh, not, it doesn't have to be a ton of depth. I've come to I've come to understand that we're not going to get depth from from many coaches, but. Uh, boy, I would like to be convinced. That I'd like to walk away and go, I don't know if this guy's going to be worth a damn or not, but I sure understand where where D'Amico Ryan's, uh, you, you know, scrounged up the courage to hire him as an offensive coordinator. I get it now. Yeah, you just want the feel. Like, I, I, for me, I would want the same feel of confidence, excitement, and we got the guy that we felt when D'Amico was introduced. You know what I mean? I, yeah, like to that I, to that point. Like I, you felt really good about D'Amico afterwards. You're yeah. like, oh man, this 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 guy, this this is it. This yeah, is a I, breath of fresh air from what we've had. Well, so I, I'll give you two examples um, uh, of of on two ends, two different ends of the spectrum. But but when I walk away from hearing these guys talk, I, I feel special. Like I feel again. I don't know if it's going to work. No, nobody can guarantee us that it's going to work. But but damn, I feel like there was a good decision made, and I feel like we're on the right track. When when I hear Eric Bieniemy talk and interact with his players, I'm convinced. I don't know if it's going to work. I, I I don't know who what he was responsible for. I I don't know. I, at this point, I really don't give a rip. Like I don't I, like he's got a spot. We know he's calling plays. He's not with it. But when I see him interact with Terry McLaurin, when I hear him speak at the podium, I'm like, yeah, this dude's ready for this this opportunity. This dude's fixing to this dude's fixing to give it everything he's got. This guy is is prepped and ready and and a leader of men, right? Okay. Now you flip the script, really a 180, and you go, let's go out to Miami where Mike McDaniels is. And I know he's a head coach, but I'm just talking about coming out of the, the offensive coordinator position in San Francisco, bumping up to a head coach. It, w- it was a, a, a different decision for Miami at that point in time. Some folks kind of turned an eye, like, what, what, what's going on with this Mike guy? He's a little different, right? But when Mike, in his own skin, awkward as hell, uh, unorthodox, I mean, just the, the the look, the dress, the the way he communicates, it's all unorthodox. But you go, I'm buying it. I believe it. I trust it. Let's go, let's go see what happens, right? The next thing, next day, there's a video surface of him talking to Tua, uh, his quarterback, and talking about getting the most out of him. And you know that is, I want to feel that same feeling. I don't care what the delivery is. Don't really care what his actual personality is. But I, I want to feel like this dude's dynamic. This dude's got it. He's not in over his head. He's ready. Uh, the team is going to respond. That's what I hope to hear from him. Yeah, yeah. And I think, and I think all of that plays to D'Amico Ryan's. Like this is his choice. D'Amico chose this guy Spot to on, handle no his offense, and this is all a reflection of him. All right. Uh, news about another quarterback is heating up uh, with the Texans. A connection. A connection with a a quarterback that is a free agent. There's a connection with the Texans. We'll discuss that. And J.J. Watt, wait till you hear what he has to say about this Lamar Jackson situation. We'll discuss that next. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Once again, shout out to our guy, our guy Bruce at Chewy's who, uh, who hooked us up today. Uh, that's beautiful, man. Obviously, an avid listener who uh, Bruce is, and we appreciate you. 
Boy, it was right on time, wasn't it? Yeah, man. Uh, hey, oh, right look on here. Time. And look, we're late in the show. You kind of get a little hungry, you know. You don't want to show up at the house at about seven, starving. Yeah, scar- yeah maybe man. mad at the wife because she didn't get the grub ready because she got dealing with the baby. That's what Clint said hey, that man. I did not. Look, it's nice to have a little something for us, uh, us afternoon guys to maybe nibble on a bit, man. Big Bruce, appreciate you, man. Chewies, River Oaks, big time. Yeah, yeah, that is that is big, man. We uh, we appreciate you. Um, uh, by the way, uh, this uh, this thing, we talked about this last week, and it is heating up. This is a report from the uh, from CBS, the NFL on CBS. Jimmy Garoppolo to Houston says there is a push within the building for the Texans to sign quarterback free agent Jimmy Garoppolo, Clint. Trailer will and frame text line 713-572-4610. How does that hit you when you hear that? That there is a push within the building for the Texans to sign Jimmy Garoppolo. And Clint, hell, I don't know. I don't know who would be pushing against it in that building. There's so many people who have who have positive, positive uh, interactions and memories with Jimmy Garoppolo. You got the, uh, as we said, the general manager who helped draft him, the head coach who was there with him for six years in San Francisco, the quarterback or the, uh, the offensive coordinator who was his passing game coordinator last year and been with them. The entire time he's there, even the quarterback coach was there in San Francisco for a year with Jimmy G. Somebody in the building, many people in the building talk about, hey, let's sign Jimmy G. This is this is not just smoke, though. This there's there's potentially something to it. Makes too much sense. I mean, when you let, let's just talk about D'Amico Ryan's a new uh a, a new first time head coach. Uh let's talk about a defensive minded new first time head coach. Having had experience with a veteran quarterback, um, you've seen him come in and make a huge difference. You know he knows the offense like the back of his hand. You know immediately the floor of your team is raised immediately when you sign this guy. You you know that the transition, the install, and and, and all that that encompasses of Bobby Slowick's offense, I mean, is is – Fast forward, bro. I mean, and I'm you know you hit your little remote control on your TV times one times two times. You, no, it's a little lightning bolt right there. A little lightning bolt comes up, which usually that screws up my timing. But that little lightning bolt comes up. That's signing Jimmy Garoppolo the first year that you are literally installing the offense mm. that he's played in and had a ton of success in the last three years. It, 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 it I don't believe it's just smoke. Uh, I believe that it makes way too much sense. We've recently heard D'Amico Ryan's. Called Jimmy Garoppolo bona fide quarterback and talking about how the 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 difference that can make in terms of winning ball games, um, it makes too much sense. And I, I've done a one eighty. I did not. I didn't want anything to do. Yeah, you did. Boy. Look, I, I didn't want anything to do with Jimmy Garoppolo when it when it when there were there was no familiarity outside of Nick Casario. Well, we're going we're gonna to run Tim Kelly's offense. We're going to run Pep Hamilton's offense. We're going to have David Culley, Lovey Smith. The only tie was Jack Easterby. The only tie was Nick Casario. The, the, the ties were all New England-esque, if you will. I just I, – I, I, I didn't like that plan. I don't like Jimmy Garoppolo just to come in and randomly be the dude, right? Now, I believe it's unbelievably powerful when you get a veteran, stable – level-headed quarterback 
to come in and help an offensive coordinator that's never called a play, never coached a quarterback, never designed a game plan, never designed an offense. You you bring Jimmy Garoppolo in who he has chemistry with, who he knows. There's obviously familiarity. It, it's an absolute game changer. Absolute game changer. I've done a 180. I, I mean, I, I hope the Texans, I hope this is spot on. I hope the Texans are pursuing Jimmy Garoppolo um, and 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 are in, in, at least at least doing their due diligence to see what what it looks like for Jimmy Garoppolo to be the dude. Yeah, for, the for, dude. Let me let me let me the dude for the time being in this transition phase. But for every reason you're saying why, like makes complete sense. It's just, I hope if they go in this direction that it does not mean that they're changing their thought process on how they want to handle the draft. Agreed. Uh, that, 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 that's yes. where it is for I me. I don't want it to be long-term. I don't want a four- or five-year deal I, I, paying him like a starting quarterback. And, and I, I, I do not want them making decisions on Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Caleb Williams, whatever the future looks like at quarterback because, you know, we'll pass on those guys. We really like them, love them. Think they can be franchise guys. But we got Jimmy Garoppolo. We're all right. I hope that's not the mentality. But yes. Jimmy in a Texans uniform, there was a time when I was totally, no, thank you. I I, I can get down with that right From now. From the text line, trailer rolling frame text line, please know I think Jimmy's a decent quarterback. Just go get the quarterback in the draft. I'm with you. I'm with you. If your plan was, like to me, it, it shouldn't change anything. Now, that does not necessarily mean you end up drafting a quarterback at two. If your thought is, hey, is if your thought is, hey, Bryce Young is who I want. I want Bryce Young. And if Bryce Young's not there, I just don't feel great about pulling the trigger on another quarterback, then that's fine. Then you go and choose whatever Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, whatever you're going to do. But if your thought is, hey, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, boy, we like them both. We got them graded pretty closely. We'll take one of those. If that was your plan, that needs to stay your plan, no matter what you do with Jimmy G, because Jimmy G can be there as a as a guy short term in front of him, a person that can that that uh the, the quarterback that you draft can yep. learn from, uh and, and and get and get itself ready there, and you're not connected to him. Jimmy, it shouldn't be the plan of, all right, we gotta win games. Let's get Jimmy G. He gives us the best chance to win, and then let's really load up at 2-12 and 12 and get those guys, and, and that's what we're going to do, and we'll figure out quarterback of the future down the line. Like, that to me is 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 a no-go yeah. with Jimmy G. I, I, I tell you, Ty, Tyler brought something up about the, the, injury, the injury history with Jimmy G, and, and I think that is a concern, again, if your plan is to bring him in here and, and, and for him to be the future uh, for him to be the the future of the Texans, the the guy that D'Amico Ryan's quote unquote hitches his wagon to longer term, I'm concerned about that. I I literally have zero concerns about the injury if he's brought in in the capacity that I mentioned, because there's so look you you tell me that Jimmy Garoppolo now now look you, you I don't want a long term deal we've made that and I I don't want to I don't want to overcommit to Jimmy and I don't want anybody in the building thinking that he is the long term answer. If I had it my way, but when you when you look at the value that Jimmy Garoppolo would be bringing, it, if you win games, if you get into the playoffs, if if you're able to make a playoff run down the road a couple years from now, great, so be. But my what where I'm where I'm I'm coming around to the Jimmy G way of thinking is 
the value in which he brings to the offensive coordinator that you hired, the young quarterback that you're hopefully, hopefully going to draft this year, next year, right? The ability for a period of time to be the, the extension of Bobby Slowick in teaching this offense, making it easier, making it quicker for Bobby Slowick. So if he goes and plays 10 or 11 games the first year and then and gets banged up again, okay, there's still a tremendous amount of value with Jimmy Garoppolo being in a Texans uniform. Um, I hope that, knock on wood, I hope that doesn't happen. I hope if he, wherever he goes, he, he stays injury-free. But at the end of the day, if, if my hopes were I'm going to ride Jimmy for four or five years and hope he can do here what he did in San Francisco, I would, be, I would have to factor in the injury history. I would have to be like, ah, this dude ain't stayed healthy for more than a year at a damn time. Listen, yeah, but we, for what I'm bringing, what, I, what I'm getting excited about, hey, I mean, whether he plays 11 or 17 games a year really doesn't move me much. Yeah, you can't look at him and say, all right, like this guy's going to have us be able to compete for a championship. Uh, that, like, like that can't be the thought process with Jimmy. So Agreed. that would, that would, you know, just you know I'm saying he's just not. So the injury. Well, the team's not up. there around him yeah. to to give him even a remote and he, chance. Of and him. he's shown us even if the team is around him, like it is, it, like it's all got to go right sure. for that to happen. So that that can't even be the thought process of this is who we're going to win a championship with. But hey, man, they got they got to start making that thing look better out at NRG. They got to start. They got to start winning some games. They got to start. They have to, to to raise how the fans feel about this thing. Things are turning around in H Town. They, they they got to throw. They got to throw and, and at least have a feeling of competitiveness in in a way that that hasn't been here the last several years. So, yeah, I I can understand the thought of doing that with Jimmy coming up behind us. Texans all access uh, as uh as they may get into some of these rumors going around with the quarterbacks and the Texans. And then the best of today, uh, following that with T. Mills, so stay tuned for that. Uh, the, the big news of the day in the NFL, uh, one, Daniel Jones got a uh, four-year, $160 million deal, $40 million a year quarterback, uh, and uh, and they uh, and then they put the franchise tag on Saqu- Saquon Barkley. And then Lamar Jackson, uh, they cannot come together on a deal with the Ravens, so they put the non-exclusive franchise tag on him, which means he can go talk to other teams starting on Monday. Uh, about trying to get there uh, to get a deal done with them. Of course, the Ravens can match it if they want. Teams re- reportedly reportedly saying that they are, are not going to be pursuing Lamar Jackson, the Falcons, the Dolphins, the Panthers, the, the Commanders, and the Raiders. J.J. Watt, uh, former Houston Texan, uh, you know him. He'll be in the ring of honor soon. Why are all these teams so publicly out on Lamar Jackson? An MVP winner, in his prime at the most important position in the entire NFL. What am I missing here? <laughs> that's, that's, that's J.J. Watt. Right. Right now, quarterback, mm. like the commanders, we talked about. That's it. I don't know what they're doing at, at quarterback. I'm really going to go with the kid that's from Carolina. A real, that's a real interesting thought. That, 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 you, you threw out a lot of teams earlier, show, and, Man, that the the Washington Commanders really sticks out. They're a quarterback away from being really good. I, I don't know that they're going to be. I don't know that he could. He would push them to where they're going to be considered Super Bowl contenders. But I, I don't think it's far fetched. No, if they got him with Terry, that's the best receiver he's ever right. had. Well, but they and live. That, they, but they live in a division with the Cowboys and the Eagles. It's one of those like you. Ah, but can they be on I mean, that level though? Can, 
Oh, yeah, no, I, yeah. I mean, I I think the fact that we're even going with Lamar. They, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's like, boy, he and, – and more importantly, I I trust – I feel like Eric Bieniemy, given – and again, not, I, don't, I don't get into the whole what is Eric responsible for and not responsible for in Kansas City. I know he's been in an organization for a long time that has zero problems. In fact, they're the best in the league at getting the most out of and playing towards players' strengths. Lamar Jackson in Washington would be sexy. That'd be fun to watch. Yeah, right across, Ooh, right from Baltimore. And they have to sit there and be Ooh, around it. And he hear wouldn't it all even day. have to move the crib. He wouldn't have to. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. We'll see what happens around this. A lot of people wondering if the uh, if something's happening with these owners and GMs with all these quarterback needy teams already coming out saying they're out of it. We'll keep an eye on this as this uh, this Lamar Jackson story is going to be the story of the off season. We'll see where he plays coming up next year. Once again, behind us, Texans All Access. Uh, and uh, make sure you're listening. Make sure you are listening tomorrow, 10 o'clock a.m. In the loop, we'll have it right here live on Sports Radio 610. Bobby Slowick, Matt Burke, the new coordinators, will have their will carry their press conferences live right here on Sports Radio 610. Clint, great job. Tyler, great job. Shout out to Chewy. Shout out to Seth. Shout out to Brooks Cabina. I am Ron, the show Hughley. As always, Houston. We love you, baby. I love pasta. I've never met somebody say, you know what? I just don't like them damn noodles. I don't like real big, thick noodles.